theyeshiva.net. Welcome, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. We're in the middle of the Maimer, Parches of Eire of the Balatanya, Torah, Parches of Eire, the Maimer that begins Vayedaber. Last week, we began the Maimer, Vayedaber Elokim al Moshe, Vayemer Lavani Hashem, Vayere El Avram Chuli. In Torah, Er Parshas Ve'era, which begins on page 111 on Nunvav, column 1. This is a discourse that the Baal HaTanya, the Alter Rebbe, said on Shabbos Parshas Ve'era, Tov Kuf Samach He, which would be 1805. And it's published in his Torah, Er. We focused, the first two Shiurim were focused on Shem Elohim. Shem Elohim versus Shem Havaya. When Moshe asks, why is there Golos? Why have you afflicted the people? And when I came to Paray, things became worse. Why did you send me? This is the end of Parashat Shmais. And Hashem says, you'll see now good things will happen. They will be expelled from Egypt. And then he continues and he says, Elikim speaks to Moshe and says, Ani Hashem. What is the meaning of that? How is it a response to Moshe's questions? Generally, what was the purpose of Golis Mitzrayim? Usually there's a sin, a penalty. Here the Jews didn't do anything wrong. What did they do? There's no prerequisite to the story. There's no introduction to the story. Furthermore, already by the covenant with Avram Avinu, the Brisbane Absarim, Hashem told them about the Egyptian exile. The Jews will be subdued and subjugated for 400 years, and then I will judge the nation, and they will go out with great wealth. What was the purpose of it? Why already by the Brisbane Absarim when there were no Jews yet? Is this part of the plan? So the Balatanya begins to introduce a lengthy explanation about the two names, Yudke Vofke and Elikim. Right up by creation, it says Bereshis Bar Elikim, throughout creation, but at the end of creation, it says, Eilat Teldus HaShemayim Varetz, Bibaram, Biyoyim Asais HaShem Elikim Eretz V'Shemayim, HaShem and Elikim together. Chazal say that there had to be a partnership between Yudke Vavke, which he calls Havaya, and the name Elikim, and that partnership was essential to the creation and the sustain and the maintenance and sustaining of the universes. And here he went on to a long explanation, which we discussed in Shear number one on this Maimer, Shear number two on this Maimer, and to give the three-sentence summation, not the three-hour summation, but the three-sentence summation. Elikim, he said, is plural. Yudkevavke is singular. Elikim is the only name of Hashem that's said as something plural. Elikim Kedoshim, the Pasuk says. Kedoshim, not Kadosh. And the reason for that is because Elikim represents the infinite diversity that comes from oneness. Or in, in the words of the Maimer, the Ziv Hashchina, or the Oyr Ein Saif, the light which emanates from Hashem. <clears throat> the Pasuk says, Gadol Hashem o Mohulul Miyoid, Veligdu Lasoi Ein Cheker. We say it in Ashna. There's a little contradiction here. We begin by saying Hashem is great. Gadol Hashem o Mohulul Miyoid. Some of you already said it this morning in Ashna. Some of you will say it after the Shia. He's excessively praised. So we're praising him. We're saying he's great. Then we say, by the way, look the loss in Cheker. There's no way to understand it or to investigate it. So why do you start saying he's great? You say, God and you even say, 
Very, very, mamish, very great. Praised excessively. And then by the way, the loss in But there's no way to appreciate it, to investigate it. So the Alter Rebbe says it's not a contradiction. Both are very true. The Zohar says, So you introduce here another Pasek. You know, we have the concept of Shneik Sovma Makhishim Zezeh, Chaviyah Kosov Ashlishi Vechriyah Benayim. Here you have Kosov Echad Makhish Zezeh, and Chaviyah Kosov Asheni. The first two halves of the Psukim, the two halves of the Psukim, are at odds. First you tell me, Godl Hashem Mulumiyah, then you say, sorry, I can't really talk about it. There's no way to research it, to investigate it, to understand it, okay? So the, the re- way to reconcile these two halves of the Psukim is by a third component. It says in Tehillim, Gadol Hashem This is all Tehillim. One is Tehillim Memchas, one is Tehillim Kuf Memhei. Ashrei. Shir Shaliyam of Monday. Gadol Hashem Mohulul Ma'oid Birlikeinu. So the Zayar says, Eimasayu Gadol Shum Birlikeinu. Hashem is Gadol when he's in the city of Elikeinu. What does all this mean? So the Balatani explains. Look, the Lossi in Cheke represents that which lays Machshavet Fisabe. No thought can grasp the divine, infinite transcendence. When can we call Hashem Gadol? Only when divinity restricts itself and compresses itself and limits itself and Hashem harnesses and mitigates His infinite energy to be able to become a source for the creation of the worlds. And this is called the light of the Shekhinah, the light of Ein Soif, or the radiance of the Shekhinah, Ziv HaShekhinah. Because the metaphor for this would be the light of the sun, the ray of the sun. The ray of the sun comes from the sun. But the ray of the sun doesn't capture the full intensity, the full heat, the full electricity, the full warmth of the sun. That would be too overwhelming. But it transmits some form of light, some form of electricity, some form of heat, some form of energy that we can not only appreciate we can enjoy and bask and bathe in its radiance, in its light, in its glory. Especially for those of you who already made your annual escape from New York to the places where you can feel and experience the heat and the light of the sun in a more intense fashion. I'm talking here about the mass migration of uh, Judea to Florida and other places during the winter months. So the ziv we can relate to, the light, a ray of the sun. That's like the ziv hashchina. And this ziv now becomes diversified in endless ways because it comes from the Ein Soif, so there's also endless diversity. And that's what he spoke about, marabu masach hashem. Rabu in quantity. In terms of the quantity that we experience, the di- tremendous diversity down here in this world on our planet of doimem, tzemeach, chayim edaber. Then we have Magadlu Masach Hashem. How great. And he said Godlu is the diversity in quality. Diversity in quality is in the spirituality, in the relationship to God. Every tzaddik, every neshama, every malach, everyone has their unique light that they manifest. That's why every tzaddik is going to inhabit 310 worlds and their own 310 worlds. Lahan chil yesh. 
So just like the physical diversity stems from spiritual diversity, every blade of grass has its unique mazl, its unique spiritual energy. The magadlo masach asha, there's marabu masach, rabu in terms of so many different creations, so much diversity within our planet and within our cosmos. And then you have magadlo masach asha, how great are your maizim. This refers to as he says, all of the spiritual creatures, not of this world, but of the of the higher worlds, which is also in this world, it's just a deeper layer of our world. And again, the, the, the diversity in the godless of it. And Ziv HaShchina includes all of them. And this differentiation, this Hischalkus, this differentiation of divine energy, into endless different sources of delight and experience is all called alikim. Alikim in the plural. Why in the plural? Because it represents how the divine energy is differentiated into so many different experiences, so many different tanugim, so many different delights, each one genuinely experiencing their own experience of alikim. Eimasayhu gadol kshobi'ir alikeinu. So when Hashem is in Irelikenu, what's Irelikenu, you remember? Sefi Yitzir says that a city is made up of homes, neighborhoods and homes, a city made up of neighborhoods, neighborhoods made up of homes, and homes are made up of bricks. And that's a metaphor for Isis. Each letter is like a brick. You put the letters together and you create a word, which is like a home. You put homes together and you create a block, a community, a neighborhood, which is like a sentence. It builds into a paragraph, and then you construct a chapter. And then you construct a book. Irelikeinu means the city of Elikeinu. What's the city of Elikeinu? When the city is made up of many homes, the homes are made up of many letters. In other words, when Hashem's undifferentiated, undefined, infinite energy is differentiated into letters and into so many different sequence of letters. And it's, met, it's really amazing because today we have the metaphor of DNA, which is mamish that. Every nivra, every living organism has its own sequence. And sometimes the difference between sequences of letters is, 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 is so minuscule, it's so tiny. We share 50% of DNA with a banana. We share 98% of DNA with a chimpanzee. So the differences become so, so minuscule. And then between one person and another person, between one sibling and another sibling, between parents and child. But nonetheless, that, that tiny variation is what sets you apart. It's your building blocks that are different than my building blocks because you are a certain hisgalus of Ziv Hashchina. This is what real individuality is. The This is what real individuality is. It's not, I'm going to be an individual, I'm going to make sure that I don't look like you, so I'll wear one pink sock and one green sock. I'll dye my hair half red and half yellow so I could stand out. Okay, I mean, individuality is not chitzainius, individuality is pnimius. Individuality is not... I'll wear one shoe, this one shoe, that, so I could stand, I could stand out. Somebody once asked me, one of our, our Amunah classes, why is it 
that the Hasidim, they all wear black. <laughs> they all wear black. I heard from Rabbi Manas Friedman. He, he told me that uh, he would go to lectures and he would wear a black hat and a, and a, and a, and a black, uh, black suit, a black bekesh, a black kapot. And always the first question would be, why do Hasidim wear black? So once he decided, he'll shock the crowd. So he dressed up in a completely different uniform. He comes in. The first question is, but why do Hasidim always wear black? Is it, why is there not more diversity? I said, listen, there's different ways of looking at it, but I just want to bring out one point. When everybody dresses differently, very differently from each other, So then what happens often? What happens often is I can get away by, with being an individual because of the color of my shirt or the color of my pants or the color of my hair or the color of my hat or the color of my shoes or the color of another aspect. When everybody is dressed similarly, so you can't get away with that. So how do you stand out? <laughs> so you stand out by personality. You have a different character. You Naturally, you're a different person. So in a way, there's actually much more diversity because when individuality becomes about external stuff, then it's inauthentic. Like You really have to resort to that external reality in order to be able to prove that you're different. Is that how small of an individual you are? Is that how insignificant your individuality is? That the only way people will see you as different is if you manage to shock us through the way you look externally. What we're learning here is that diversity is interwoven into the fabric of existence. That's what Elikim is. Because without Elikim, if there'll be only Yudke Vofke, we say, Shemesh umagen Hashem Elikim. It's a very gishmaketaych of the Alter Rebbe, that Hashem and Elikim is like the Shemesh and the Mogen. The sun itself, it needs a sheath, it needs a Mogen, it needs a shield, it needs a protector so that we should be able to experience of it. And what do we experience of it? We experience of it a minimum and a channeled flow of light. That's the ziv, that's the oir, and that's what Elikim is. And in that flow itself, there are endless manifestations and differentiations, just like the sun has so many different rays, not one ray. So the ziv includes every single tainuk, every single experience, every single form of life, like it says in Torah Eir, we learned on Shabbos, Parshas Shmois, Lahavin, on the Pasuki, Toivim Daidecha Miyayin, right? Why Divrei Seifrim are sweeter than Yenosh Torah. And he says, the Pasuk says, Ki Mimcha HaKoyal, Ki Imcha Makar Chayim. Every aspect of life, in every world, every source and aspect and manifestation of pleasure in every world and in every state of consciousness ultimately comes Mimcha from you. From the ziv. The ziv encompasses all of differentiation. So from Yudke Vavke itself, there's absolute infinity, undefined infinity. Because the Shemesh goes through Aleikim, the Shemesh has a Mogain. So therefore, this is, the Ur is now compartmentalized, differentiated in Oisius, 
in building blocks. And each nivra has its own oasis, its own building blocks. That's ir, elekeinu, the city that comes from elekim. What's the city? The city is a diverse place of different people with different homes. Each one has its unique stones, its unique architecture. They're not a real city. Everyone has its unique architecture. Could be just a difference of two stones, two bricks. This brick is here, this brick is here. It's a different home. That's ir, elekeinu. And then he becomes Godel. Then you could speak about Godel Hashem. The real Gdul I can't talk about. Shemavaya. Shemavaya is Echad, one. That's pre Elikim. So Elikim represents the Hispashtus Hachius in every world and every nivir. Why? Because Elikim is always about Gilui. What does Gilui mean? Gilui means it's revealed in a way that you can internalize it. It's custom made to your chemistry. Elikim is the source of individual chemistry, the building blocks of every nivra, so that you become the person or the creature that you are supposed to become in an internalized fashion. This is your consciousness. Havaya, he says, on the top of 12, that's Echad. Havaya is the source of everything. It's the shayrish of everything before it's manifested in a revealed way in Irelikeinu. Because this Havaya is not Gilui. What does Gilui mean? Gilui means when something is revealed, it's revealed, it's like if I'm giving a shear and it goes over your head, that's not Gilui. Gilui means that it's revealed to you, meaning you can absorb it within your vessels, within your kalim, within your containers. And that's the definition of Elikim. And that's why it's the Muggin for Shemesh. So now the Alter Rebbe continues. Page 112, the paragraph on the top. From the name of Elikim, from the reality of Elikim, there can be communicated down here below the aspect of Yiri. Yiri is awe or reverence. To quote the Pasuk in Kaihelis Peri Gimbal, Vahalikim Asa Shayiri Milfanov. Elikim made it so that we should have awe of him. So the Balatanya is Medayik Vahalikim Asa. Yiri could only come because of Elikim. Uksiv, the Pasuk further says, again in Kaihelis, the end of Kaihelis Peri Kidbeis, Eselikim Yira. Have yira, have fear of Elikim. End of Kaihelis, we know this all. Saif Davar Akal Nishma, remember? As Elikim Yira, as Mitzvahis of Shmar, Kizeh Kal Ha'adam. Kaihelis, Perikid Beis, Pasikid Gimel. Elikim, you should Yira. This is the whole person. Kaihelis, Ecclesiastes says, Saif Davar, the end of everything is, have fear of God, follow, observe his mitzvahs, this constitutes Kal Ha'adam, the purpose of a person. Again, when it comes to Elikim, there could be Yira. Uksiv, a further passing the Balatanya says, this is in Parshas Veschanan, as Hashem Elikechatira. Here you have a combination. Hashem Elikechatira. Why does he bring first the Psukim of Kehelas and then the third passing of Veschanan? The order should first be Veschanan and then Kehelas. Veschanan comes before Kehelas. This is a uh, 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 a, a, a simple question. Probably. I'm not sure, but probably because the first two psukim from Kehelas, it says Elikim. 
just a likim. A likim also sheyirim ulfanov as a likim yira. In the last passage of it says both as Hashem elikecha tira. Yira comes from Hashem elikecha. But what do we see from here? We see that yira applies to elikim. Even when it says as Hashem, you should have yira from Hashem. It's Hashem elikecha. Hashem has to be filtered through elikim. Why? Kibbutchines havaya leis machshavat visebe. So Balatanya says. Because Yira is a very deep experience, or reverence. He says when it comes to Havaya, it can't trigger Yira. You know why? Because no thought can grasp it, can detect it, can define it, can articulate it, can experience it. And therefore there can't be Yira from it. In order for me to have awe and reverence, there has to be an appreciation of it. And he says Havaya is so transcendent of my imagination, I can't experience it. Rak b'pchines alikim, who is pashtus g'dulasa yizbaruch. Tipel ala adam eime v'yiriz b'yishas choli. Only alikim, what's alikim? Alikim is the way Hashem's g'dula is mispashet, his pashtus, what does his pashtus mean? His pashtus means it expands. Right, something is mispashet means it expands, it extends. It's broadened. What does it mean here? What does it mean? That Hashem's undifferentiated, undefined, infinite reality that transcends our description of reality. We don't know what it is. And no thought can grasp it. When, when Hashem is Gedullah, is Gadullah Hashem Bahullah When it's extended in Isis. What does it mean in Isis? Hashem, so to speak, defines His infinite energy as a source of creation. It becomes the energizer of existence, the animating force, the soul, the engine, the battery of life. I can have an appreciation, and every person has their own, their own appreciation. Like we spoke before about individuality. Every tzaddik has shayolamas. Marabu masachasham. Magodlu masachasham. Here there could be yirah. He says, here there can be an aim, there can be a sense of awe. Yiras Baishas. Yiras Baishas is a very profound sense of reverence. Yiras Baishas literally means a fear that's associated with shame, which means the person is, is awed by infinity. Thank you. So Havai itself, Yudke Vavke, says, it can't trigger Yira, it can't trigger a real Yira. It's too beyond. For there to be able to be Yira, there has to be Epsatfisa. In Elikim, there could be Epsatfisa. God al Hashem, So that's why it says, As Elikim Yira. Elikim As Hashem, When Hashem is filtered through Elikecha, there could be Tira, there could be Yira. The same is true with love. Love can flow only through Elikim. As the Pasuk says, we say this again in the morning, this is the end of Tehillim. We did the end of Kahelis. Now we do the end of Tehillim. Hallelujah, 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 Right? Very good. You have a beautiful voice. Hallelujah. 
What's Halalubig Vraisav? Praise him in his gvuris, in his strengths. Halalu Karav Gudla. Praise him according to Rav Gudlai. According the, to the abundance of his greatness. Salterebbe says, what is this? Hallelujah, the praising and the love and the excitement about Hashem could only be Rav Gudlai. What's Rav Gudlai, you remember? Marabu Masecha, Magadlu Masecha. When there's Rav Gudlai, when you have the diversity of existence which comes through Alekim, and you have the godless, the greatness of existence that comes through Alekim. The godless of Hashem, the infinity that is experienced in every neshama, as we explained earlier. Then there could be hallelujah. Because if I'm praising you, I have to be able to appreciate you. <laughs> I can only praise that which I know. That which I don't know of, I can't praise. He's telling us something very deep. When I love something, it's essentially something that I can appreciate. When I'm in fear of something, when I'm in awe of something, it's something that I can be in awe of. That which is really beyond me, I don't have awe for it and I don't have love for it. Not because it's not above me, not because I'm not excited about it. It's too, because my, my experience of excitement is too inadequate to be able to have a relationship with that. So therefore there's no Ava and Yira there. They say a story that Reb Mendela Haradakir, Reb Mendela Vitebsker, was a student of the Magad. He wrote a sefer called Pri Haaretz. So his Talmidim asked him if they, he could show them, if, they could show, if he could show them a tzaddik nister, a concealed tzaddik. So he told them, yeah. Ich. <laughs> he said, I'm a tzaddik nister, I'm a concealed tzaddik. They said, you? You're not concealed, you're revealed. We know that you're a tzaddik. He said, Achun Woe to me if my tzitkis, my righteousness, was limited to how much you know about my righteousness. In other words, you're looking for a, a, a concealed tzaddik, you're looking at him. That which you, that which you see from me it's about you. Yesterday in the Shir Basi Lagani, I, I said, we explained a lot, we spoke about names. So I said, when somebody speaks about somebody else, he's not speaking about somebody else, he's speaking about himself. When you're praising or analyzing somebody else, you're essentially analyzing yourself. <laughs> you're describing yourself much more than you're describing the other person. When I hear somebody talking about somebody else, I hear them talking about them, not much about the other person. And this is very true, because what I speak about you is my experience of you, which is based on me, not based on you. <laughs> so when I speak about anything, including spirituality and transcendence, I'm talking about me. In other words, I'm talking about that which I can experience. So the Alter Rebbe says, Ave and Yira, excitement, the love and the awe, only can relate to the way Havai is channeled through Elikim. Uksiv, the Pasuk says, Vahaftas Hashem you should love Hashem Elekecha. Here again. The Ava is Hashem Elekecha. Why does it have to say both? Because it's Vavta Hashem. Vavta Elekecha. Vavta Hashem Elekecha. Liyesa Ava. Lahavaya. Bebchinis Bittel Bemetzias. Lebchinis De Leis Machshavichuli. Tzorich Liyes Tchilai. Debchinis Elekim. Because if you want to have the Ava, Vavta Hashem to Havaya, what's Havaya? 
Havaya is bitl b'metziyas. Havaya is where the whole reality of the person becomes subsumed in divine infinity. Because Havaya is achdus, pre-elikim, higher than elikim. If you want to have an avas havaya, that's a bitl b'metziyas. In other words, the avas, l'bchina d'leis machshavat v'sebeklal, the love is to that which no thought can grasp. It has to always begin with elikim. She is born in Begdullah, saying, Sayyid Baruch Hu, Vispashtusibinivroy. The person should first be able to become deeply aware of the infinity of Ain Saif that's extended and manifested within identity, within the Nivroyim. And then from there, you can develop an Ava to that which no thought can grasp. It begins with Alekim, and then from there, it can develop and mature and grow into the Avaya of Yudke Vavke. And we can understand the reason for this. Because I have no way of beginning with the Ava and Yiri to Yudke Vavke because Leis Machshavat Fisabe, no thought can grasp it. So therefore he says it begins with Elikim. Es Elikim Yira. Sashem Elikechatira. Elikim Asashira Milfanov. Hallelujah Kirov Gudloy. Restrictions. Or as he says here, the Avatar Hashem comes to Alekecha. If you want to put it in psychological terms, we could say as follows. And I think this is true. You can't give yourself up if you haven't found yourself. You can't give yourself away if you haven't first embraced yourself. You can't reach the Ava and the Yirit to Havaya if it doesn't go through a Lekecha. You can't experience Bittl B'Metzius if you first didn't experience Metzius. And then the Metzius can experience Bittl B'Metzius. Because if I'm a Vatl the Metzius before I experience the Metzius, then it's not really Bittl B'Metzius. There's a difference between Bittl B'Metzius and nullification. So in order to be able to experience Havaya, it has to go through Elekim. In simple English, what this means is, Elekim is what allows for identity. Elekim is what allows for individuality. Not only allows, it, it is that, it embraces that. It's the divine as it becomes the engine of your life. So the Ava and the Yira, of Elikim is the Ava and Yira of experiencing the magnitude of life, the energy of life, the miracle of life, the infinity of life. From there, I can say, but all of Elikim comes from Havaya, from the Achtos that transcends even Elikim. And over there, over there, there's no thought that grasps it. But from the Elikim prepares me. It becomes the catalyst, the springboard, the foundation, the yisoid upon which the person could then come to, to the deeper Ava of Havaya of Bittl B'Metzius. A person starts with that, there's no... Uh, you have to find yourself in order to be able to lose yourself. <laughs> you have to love yourself in order to be able to transcend yourself. If you hate yourself, you can't transcend yourself. If I come to you and I tell you, you're nothing, you don't exist. 
So now you're a shmata. And you feel like a shmata. So now... So now your bittel is not bittel. Your bittel is just very important. Your bittel is just a crutch to numb the pain of your sense of inadequacy. Tafasta, the psychologist sometimes is given, your bittel becomes a number for your sense of inadequacy. If I feel that I'm worthless, so bittel becomes the only way to survive. <laughs> so bittel becomes an oxygen. Oxygen. It's not bittel. I'm looking for, I'm, on the contrary, I'm much more into myself. I'm, I'm trying to survive. I don't even feel that I exist. I need anything to give my ego something, something. So therefore I become bottle. Why? Because it's based on your nothingness. Bittle has to be based on your value. When you appreciate your infinite value. Because of Elikip. Because of your unique spiritual and physical DNA. Because you are a miracle of Hashem in the making. Because you are divine light in this world. Now the Alter Rebbe says, don't get stuck there. And now from there, you got to grow to Havaya. There's a lot, there's a lot inside of these words, a lot, a lot here. Rabada wants to know how you know you love yourself. That's an interesting question. I would say that uh, I don't have a decisive answer for that, but I think I think one component of that is when a person finds themselves not competing with others, not trying to copy others, and not trying to conform to others, and not from a place of spitefulness, but from a place of inner serenity. When I find myself copying others, being jealous of others, competing with others, conforming to others, then obviously I'm not in touch with my energy. There is divine light that flows through me and flows through you. And the only way I can give that light to the world is by being in touch with my Isis, just like you're, being, you're in touch with your Isis. I can't live your DNA. You can't live my DNA. <laughs> I can't live your soul. You can't live my soul. That's why there's no real room for jealousy. Jealousy means that you took something from me or I took something from you. Jealousy doesn't recognize nobody can extinguish your light. Nobody can take your light. Nobody can take my light. And it also means that you shouldn't not shine your light to protect somebody else. You don't help anybody by you being inadequate. On the contrary, by you shining your light in full force, you help me shine my light in full force. Sometimes we feel that by us being inadequate, we help other people. It's like if, you know, you know when kids go like this and they think you can't see them, you know? You know, you go like this. <laughs> if I'll go like this, you won't be able to see me. I'm going to help you because I won't stand out. You don't help anybody by hiding your light. You help people by, sh- by shining your light. Self-love, of course, is also expressed in the fact that you take care of the gifts that Hashem gave you. You take care of your body, you take care of your mind, you take care of your neshama, you take care of your guf, you take care of your physical life, your emotional life, your spiritual life. 
These are gifts that the Rebbeinu Shalalem gave you. You take care of them. You take care of them. You cherish them. You appreciate them. You don't just give up on them and neglect them and abandon them and abuse them. You have to be respectful of them. Hashem has given you a life. It's your responsibility to take care of it. So self-love is not narcissistic. It's not selfish. On the contrary, it's recognizing your responsibility to God and to humanity. It's recognizing that there's a light that you are the custodian of. There's a divine light that only you are the custodian of. of. And I have to say, this is mine to cherish. People often, you know, ask about boundaries, you know, creating boundaries, healthy boundaries. Is it selfish? And I say, it depends how you look at it. If you look at boundaries as keeping you away <laughs> as far as possible, you know, so you have to ask yourself, why is that necessary? Are you going to be abused? Are you going to be hurt or not? But sometimes boundaries really means simply making sure that I can take care of my light. If a person, let's say in the morning, runs all over the place, right? Before they manage to connect to their neshama through davening, so they may not, they may be neglecting their responsibility of holding on to their light with which they can feed the world. There was a mother during the war, they said a story, there was a mother during the war and she found some food and she knew that if she leaves it out, everybody's going to eat it. So she locked herself up in a room and she ate it. So her children were banging on the door and they said, Mommy, what are you doing there? She said, I'm trying to make sure that you have a mother. <laughs> I want to make sure you have a mother so I have to eat. So this is a form of, of, of nurture that allows your light to be able to shine. That's all Elikim. From Elikim, I can come to a deeper place. And what's a deeper place? To the place of absolute oneness, achtus. With his bittel b'metzias, where leis machshavet fisabeklal. So the Alter Rebbe says you begin with a lekim, and from there you can go to va'ava v'hafta as Hashem through elokecha. First, you have to realize that He's your God, yours, yours, yours. You and you and you and you and you and you. Elokein neshamish and asat to be, not in a selfish way. But this is who I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be a manifestation of the divine light through me. I have to be me. And it's true with every person, with every race, with every nationality, with every culture. The Jew was made to be a Jew. And the non-Jew was made to be a non-Jew. The Hispanic is a Hispanic and the black man is a black man. The African-American is African-American and the Hindu is a Hindu and the Indian is an Indian. Every person and every creature Everyone has its unique role by being true and loyal to their own Elikim, to their Zivashkin. And there there could be Ava and Yir. That's the Ava we spoke about on Shabbos in the Maimir, Lahavin. There it also says, Hashem is your life. You already love Hashem. If you love your yourself, your real self is Hashem. Gut is alt, alt is gut, the Balsham Tifsat. 
Then there's the Ava of Bittel B'Metzias. But you can only come to that Ava if you go through the Ava of Elikim. The Ava and Yira of Elikim. That's where Ava and Yira can begin because there, there is a personal experience. There is a, a deep relationship. I can't love and awe that which is completely, completely beyond me that I have no Tfisit. So for this, you have to have the unity of Havaya with Elikim. Now we can at last understand the opening Pasuk of Hashem. Very strange words. Elikim speaks to Moshe and says, by the way, wrong name, Ani Hashem. It's, it's like I would say, Rabbi Aaron called me up and said, by the way, Rabbi YY, you think my name is Aaron? My name is Yankel. Vayidabra Elikim El Moshe. Elikim speaks to Moshe and he says, by the way, Ani Hashem. <laughs> so don't say Elikim. So Elikim didn't speak to Moshe. Yankel spoke to Chaim and he said, my name is Yankel. No, Motl spoke to Yankel or Zundel spoke to Yankel and he said, by the way, my name is not Motl. <laughs> My name is Avremel. Okay. What's Pshat? So he says the Pshat is very, very powerful. Elekim is really Shem Havaya. It's the way Havaya can ultimately be internalized by you. In other words, Elekim is an aspect of Gilu Shem Havaya, and therefore through Elekim you can reach Havaya. Don't think that identity is a steerit to bittel. Don't think that loving yourself, your real self, is narcissistic, is problematic, is not good. No. Elikim is the giloy of Shem In order for undifferentiated oneness to be able to be experienced in the world, it goes through Elikim. Elikim is like the, the, the prism, the prism through which Avaya, I don't know how you say prism in Hebrew. It's the, it's the channel, the tziner, through which Havaya is filtered for it to be Nizgala. So therefore, real, the real Nekud of Elikim is Ani Hashem. It's not that the two are contradictory. Elikim allows for Metzias. Havai is bitl b'metzias. Elikim is the restriction of the Shemesh in the ray to create for the existence of creation and the diversity of creation. As we said, kol chad according to your own kelim. L'chayre, that's a contradiction. Havai says, no, ani havaya. Elikim is a channel of havaya, and therefore, from Elikim, you can ultimately reach havaya. This is where the two could come together. In other words, what the Alter Rebbe is teaching us here is that al self-love, real self-love, can bring you to real bittel. And real bittel can bring you to real self-acceptance. Real self-love, real self-love, I'm not talking about uh, narcissistic self-love or insecure self-love, or self-love that is coming from desperation. Real self-love, which is already bitl. <laughs> Elikim is also bitl. 
Real self-love means really seeing yourself for who you really are as the divine energy in this world. So it's a gili of Havaya. So Lekim tells Moshe, Ani Hashem, I want you to understand that Alekim is also Havaya, and therefore through Alekim you will have the gili of Shem Havaya. So what happens? I appear to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. What does it mean I appear to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov? Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov represent three middas. Avram is love. Yitzhak is awe. Yaakov is compassion. Yaakov is empathy, compassion. We said, how does a person experience Ava, Yireh, Racham, and Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov? Through... Elikim, right? Through Elikim. So he says, And he says, Ani, Ani, I am the one who's going to bring you to Havaya because I'm really an aspect of Havaya. So therefore, Va'era, I appear to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. What does it mean spiritually, I appear to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov? Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov represent the manifestation of the divine energy in Midas. When a Jew experiences Ava, you experience Yiri, you experiencing Rachman, that is Avram Yitzchak How can there be Va'eri? How can there be a Gilui of Avram Yitzchak How can you experience this? Because Elikim says, Ani Hashem. Because there has to be the oneness of Elikim and Hashem. Va'hafta is Hashem Elikecha. It's Hashem Elikecha Tira. It's Elikim Yira. Elikim Asa Shira This is the Yichud of Avaya and Elikim. If you wouldn't have the Yichud, if Avayah wouldn't be channeled through Elikim, there would be no Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. If you want Va'eid al Avram al Yitzhak al Yaakov, you need Va'yidabr Elikim al Moshe Va'yemer al Ani Hashem. This is Hashem, the way Hashem is Mizgala. It's the way Hashem is restricted and mitigated through the filters of Elikim. And then there could be Va'eid al Avram Yitzhak al Yaakov. And therefore, because Avayah, goes through Elikim, Elikim could bring you back to Avaya, because it's not really separate. So from the bittel of Elikim, you can come to the bittel B'metziyas of Avaya, which lays Machshavet Fisabikla. Real, real self-acceptance from Elikim brings you to Avaya when you're open to the truth of Elikim, that it comes from Avaya, just a channel to be able to allow Avaya to come into the world. That's the Yichud Havaya of Elikim. Al Zenemar, Biyoyma Soy Savaya Elikim, Edit Vishamayim, Sho Yichud Havaya, Belikim, Liyaz Gilishem Avaya Lamat. Oh, now we come back to the beginning of the Maimah. The Maimah said, when Hashem created the world, it says, Bereshis Bara Elikim. We understand why now. Because if creation didn't happen through Elikim, which is Midas Hadin, Midas Hagvurit Simtsum, restriction, there could be no world. Like the marshal that Alter Rebbe gave earlier in the Mimer, that sometimes you have an idea, you always, you have an idea, and the idea is a very powerful idea, but it doesn't have ISIS yet. It doesn't have letters. There's no structure. It's just like you have this picture in your mind, this, this flash of wisdom in your mind. But in order to be able to think about it and communicate it and write it down, it has to become differentiated through ISIS. It has to become defined through ISIS. That's like Havaya and Elikim. Hashem's, the Seichel, the idea itself is one, but then it has to go through Oisius. In the beginning, there's no Oisius. In the beginning, there's just an idea. And the idea is deeper than Oisius. Oisius creates structure. Oisius articulate it. Oisius define it. And the more you want to communicate it, to people outside of you and more distant from you, the more ISIS you need. 
Right, if you want to give a presentation about it, you're going to have to have a lot of oasis. How do you say it? How do you convey it? The, the idea was one idea. But suddenly, if I want to say it, it can take me two hours. I need so many different words for it. And every word has many letters. And every word is part of the idea, but not the whole idea. That's the marshal for Elikim and Avaya. What a marshal. Every sequence of DNA in our world is part of Elikus. Every one. It's like every word. You give, you're reading a book. Every word is part of the book. The idea of the book is one. Achdos, one. But you, you, you hear the word. But every word of the book is part of it. And if you cut out a word, it's like in a Sefer Torah. There's one Sefer Torah, but every letter is part of it. And every word is part of it. And if you cut out a letter, you're missing the Sefer Torah. So he says, Havaya represents the oneness. Eloikeinu is the way it comes out through the oisius and the words and the sentences and the paragraphs and the chapters. That's called Irelikeinu. But each one of them is part of it. It's not the whole, but it's part of it. And because it's part of it, so therefore, it's essentially a gilu of Havaya, but in a way that can be absorbed by the listener. I don't have access to your essential idea. I need the words. I need the Isis. That's the limit of Isis and the blessing of Isis. Ava and Yira can only happen from Elikim, but ultimately from that it brings you to the oneness, to the Avaya, to Bittl B'Metzius. So al Zenema B'yoy Masoyis Hashem Elikim Eretz V'Shamayim Shuyichet Avaya B'Elikim Liyuz Gilu Shem Avaya Lamat. Although creation begins with Elikim, at the end it says, the day Hashem Elikim, Havaya Elikim made earth and heaven. In other words, ultimately, there's the unity of Havaya and Elikim because the purpose is there should be the gili of Shem Havaya, Lamata below in existence. That's the concept. That from the creation of heaven and earth, which is Shem Elikim, this is essentially the opportunity to bring out Shem Havaya down here because like the idea, you need the Oisius. If you don't have the Oisius, if you don't have the DNA, it's not going to happen. We have here, in, 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 in Isis of Kabbalah and Chassidus, a very elegant and powerful description of what science and physics are now beginning, in the last few decades, beginning to develop in terms of scientific models and scientific descriptions. That the whole world used one dictionary. <laughs> and the world is made up of Isis. Living organisms are made up of Isis. We call DNA letters. And that's the Elikim that channels and filters the Havaya into the diversity of creation. What's the purpose? To bring, it's only a channel for Havaya that we should be able to absorb it. So there are stages from Elikim, therefore I can come to Havaya because the two are not really, they're not enemies, chas v'sholem. They're here, they're really one. Hashem is a chod. <coughs> we'll take some questions. I have a question. You speak about Bittl, a person's humility. A person could have bittel in one of two ways. Maybe somebody who has a good self-esteem, but he realizes that you have to be humble in life. The other type of person is somebody who's a shmata. He lacks self-esteem. To share on a personal note for many people, there were many bali tshuva who lived in the secular world. They hit rock bottom. And then they became from out of desperation because they didn't like their lives. Others were actually on the top. They got a good education. They were successful. They liked themselves or at least perceived on the top. And they realized 
that they're accomplished well, but the so-called top is lacking, and they wanted to touch something deeper, and therefore they became inspired by religion. What would you say about somebody who became a Baal because he actually felt that his life was worthless? Is that really a fake form of bittel? Because you're just trying to feel the, fill the pain of your inadequacy. So Judaism is essentially just a number of your pain. Psst, that's a good question. <laughs> well, <laughs> we all know what Karl Marx said about religion, right? It's an opiate. It's an opiate for the masses. So I think we have to look at that. The moment Judaism becomes just a way of escaping my own misery, in other words, I hate myself, so therefore I become very, very frum, it could be dangerous, actually. The person can actually do damage to themselves and to others because it can be extremely, extremely distorted. The essence of Judaism is finding the divine inside of you. It's realizing who you are. It's realizing that you're a chelik elekamimal. So becoming a baltshuva to escape my lack of self-esteem is a contradiction in terms. <laughs> because embracing Yiddishkeit means believing that each person is a shliach of Hashem. And shluchish ladam kemaisa. So I see, them, I see it as a contradiction in terms. You could say maybe the person started to live as a religious Jew in terms of rituals, but in terms of inner consciousness, it's really discovering a place of very deep healing and serenity. You agree with me? The Balichuva here agree with me. I'm still trying to become a Balichuva. People need to have proper um, guidance uh, rabbis yeah. to show them the way. Yeah. Someone who is very, very low, when they come to Yiddishkeit, from Hashem they came. But it doesn't mean they're going to be completely healed day one, day two. Right. Then they need guidance to bring them to the truth. It's very true. That's true. But people need guidance. And remember, there could also be people who will manipulate you. You know, Not everybody who looks holy is so refined. So you really have to be able to stand on your own feet as well. You need good guidance. You need good mentorship, people you can trust, and things that resonate with you. And it's not like you'll come to a community and everything, all the problems are going to be solved. It doesn't really work that way. In other words, if you're running away from something inside of yourself... You're really going to have to deal with it. If not, you're going to tr- your children are going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so it's so important to have the right mentorship and also to be able to realize that you know you cannot be exploited, you cannot be manipulated. It's, it's very important to be able to make sure that Judaism doesn't become a blind reliance on others because you want to escape your own inner wisdom. Very good question. You explained that the love of Hashem, the love of Hashem could come through Elikim because I have to be able to experience something. Mm-hmm. We see that the Jews in Egypt were completely broken, slaves, no hope of getting out, no hope of a free life. Forget about love, forget about loving Hashem. Yet they were freed, they were taken out, they were brought to Mount Sinai where they willingly accepted and loved Hashem. But they couldn't do it on their own. It took Hashem's initiative, Moshe as the leader, and all the plagues to accomplish this. So what does this mean? What was their process? That's a good question. And the Maimir is actually going to continue that theme. We'll soon see. This is where it gets very uh, very intricate because Elikim speaks to Moshe. 
and he says, Ani Hashem, as a response to Moshe, who says, why is there a Gullus? In the chat, somebody asks this question. Question number one. I always felt that my clothing makes me part of Hashem's army. It's the uniform of Hashem. It's the uniform of Hashem's army. Well, certainly the tzitzis, certainly the tefillin, certainly the yamulke. Can we say that you need to first understand that there is something in order to understand that there's much more than what you understand? Yes, very well. Next question. It's a full-time job to learn how to love yourself. <laughs> okay. I hope it's not a hard job. Once you get through the book one time, then, then Chazara, Chazara, Chazara. You just do Chazara, right. Once, once you get the experience of it, and, and, and we all, some, of us, some of us are lacking it. We, we never really accept ourselves. There's so much inner shame and self-loathing. It's like the ability to wake up in the morning and say, Moidani lefonecha melechai v'kayam, shechazarta b'nishmasi b'chem l'rabba munasecha, in a very genuine and authentic way, to be able to breathe it in. You know, Rabba munasecha, how great is your amuna in me, in me. Kela munavein avil shehemin ba'ilama yubarei. Next question. Why is it that Shemelekim is always associated with Yira and Din? But here he says you need Shemelekim for Ava also. It's not a contradiction. Shemelekim represents the Tzimtzum, the Gvura, the channeling of divine energy in a way that is particular, in a way that is individual. And therefore, it's something that can be Begilui. And therefore, it can evoke Yira and Ava. Because Shemalekim is Gvura. Gvura doesn't only mean in the sense that it's only connected to awe. Shemalekim is the way divinity is channeled in a way that can be experienced by the individual person. That, like he said earlier, the tainug of every tzaddik is unique. It's completely the pleasure of this tzaddik because of the way his spiritual and physical chemistry channels the divine energy. And there there can be Yira and Ava. So in this sense, Elikim is called Din because all Din is restrictive. Din is about sternness, discipline, boundaries, limitations, structure. Din is about structure. And Chesed is about abolishing structure. Din is about structure. Elikim is about structure containing infinity. That's why it's called Din. That's why it's called Gvura. But because of that, it's your path to Yiris Hashem and Avas Hashem. Es Halekim Yira, Es Hashem Alekechotira, Vahafta Es Hashem Next question. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest person, and yet he experienced the greatest bittel. How does that work? <laughs> That's what made him the greatest person. Because he was the greatest person, he was experienced the greatest bitl, and that's what made him the greatest person. <laughs> when the greatest person was, he was a channel for infinity. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. You're saying there's Hashem and there's each of us. Hashem has many attributes and midas and capabilities. He also has many names. Each name channels a different attribute or midr capability. But we are each one person, albeit we too can have many different attributes. Let's say it's you and I. 
You are my brother-in-law. You're my neighbor. You're my creditor. You're my mashpia. You're my mentor. Each relationship between the two of us has differentiated aspects. So we're two entities with several different relationships. What is the practical difference whether we're relating via one channel or relating via another channel? Ex- excellent question. And this, you have to learn the Maimar Basi Lagani 5721 that we have been learning the last few weeks. It's on the yeshiva.net. We did yesterday segment three. But if you listen to segment two and segment three, this is a very, very big discussion. In the language of Sifri, a love v'loylemidaisov. Reb Adam, what do you want to ask about Bittl Yes, how it fits in with this, um, two names Yeah, so that's what he's saying, that Elikim is, Elikim is the Ave and the Yira, and Havaya is the Bittl B'Metzius, meaning Bittl B'Metzius means when one is Metzius, is completely aligned and subsumed in the oneness, in that which my thought cannot grasp. And because my thought cannot grasp it, therefore in that space I stop thinking. The I transcends the thought process. Remember, Isis, Elikim is Isis. Isis begins in the thought process. In that which transcends the thought process, there's no Isis. So therefore, the Bittal in that space is one that transcends Isis. And that's the bittel b'metzius. The bittel of elikim is the bittel that comes with ave yirid. There's a sense of love. There's a sense of awe. I gravitate to you. I'm in awe of you. So the eye experiences that relationship. Havaya is where the eye ceases to exist, so to speak. It goes to a place that's deeper than Isis. It's not a self-conceptualized identity, but it's the way identity precedes my own Isis, and therefore... I reach a place where my eye becomes one with the divine eye and there's no separateness. And that's the oneness that precedes the act of creation. So there's different layers of consciousness. There's the layer of consciousness of Elikim that itself has infinite levels, of course. And then there's Elikim coming to Avaya where there is that complete alignment and complete oneness. And these are very, this is a, it's a transformative, it's a transformative state of oneness in which there is complete bittel b'metzius, there's no metzius outside of Hashem, meaning that I reach a place that's deeper than oisius within me, deeper than my eye is conceptualized. They have my eye the way it's conceptualized in oisius, the way I articulate myself through letters. But then there's the eye that transcends the way I articulate myself through letters, and there there is complete oneness because no thought can grasp it. The moment I'm thinking about that true me, I'm not thinking about the true me. It's the way the me is articulated through machshava. If I can go to a place pre-machshava, over there, the me is a different type of me. <laughs> over there, the me is related to Yudke Vavke, which transcends Elikim, which transcends the DNA of existence, which transcends Oisius. This is the same Bittal that Hasidus talks about? Um, Bittal, it sounds like we need that Bittal to get to that Bittal. We need, we need Bittal... Because the Alter Rebbe says, from Elikim you can get to Havaya, because from Elikim you can get to Havaya, because ultimately Elikim is not separate from Havaya. Elikim is the channeling of Havaya Lamata, so the two are not really separate. On the contrary, from Elikim, if it's real, it will bring you deeper and deeper to Havaya. It starts with Machshava, and then from there, it starts with Isis, and then from there, you go to the place that's beyond Isis.
No, it's all connected. Elikim is also bittel. There's, there's what's called bittel hayash and bittel b'metzias. Bittel hayash is the first as elikim. Bittel hayash is that the ego, I realize how aligned I am with Hashem. And bittel b'metzias is the whole self goes through that transformation. One, one way of making this a little more practical is we have... And this is not, this is, uh, I just have to say, this is, this is, you know, a lot of internal work, a lot of internal avaydas Hashem. But in one very, I think, real and practical way, L.A. Kim is, is, is a tremendous insight. L.A. Kim is the ability to be able to see myself and my DNA and my chemistry and my existence as a channel of divine energy. That's what it is. That's what Elikim is. I am the Ziv HaShchina. I am the light of Ein Saif. You are the light of Ein Saif. Just like the sun has your ray and my ray. And the rays are not competing with each other. Each ray captures and manifests the sun. That itself is very, very deep place of awareness. Spiritual awareness, physical awareness. That's the source of real self-love. That's the source of real self-awe. It's the reason why every person has inspiration inside of them. If I speak to you and I don't see something to be inspired of, it's because my, my, my vision is blocked, my vision is eclipsed, because every person is a manifestation of Hashem's light. So there's something very inspirational about every person. If I speak to a person for a few minutes, there's something very powerful something very inspiring. If you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm bored of this person, it's because you don't know who you are. <laughs> How could you be bored of yourself? <laughs> you don't know who you are. Now, sometimes I don't know who I am. So that's the, that's the bitl of Elikim, bitl hayesh. That's all my conceptualized experience of self. There could be a conceptualized experience of self that is wounded, that's traumatized, it could be a, a much more refined and pure and holy conceptualization of self. That's the conceptualization of Elikim. You as the Ziv Hashchin, as the light of Ein Saif in this world. And what I experience of Hashem, you won't experience. And what you experience, I won't experience. That's why we each teach each other and we learn from each other. Ezel Chachem Halayman Mekaladam. Now this itself is already pretty uh, pretty powerful. <laughs> this itself you could fabreng on and you could sit for many years and, and really connect to people and connect to yourself and connect to your loved ones and connect to God's world because each aspect of the world is a manifestation of Elikim. And therefore I have something to learn from you and you have something to learn from me. That's why Chazal say the wise person learns from everybody. You don't cut yourself off from any person or from any experience. Because when I have to cut myself off from any person or any experience, I'm really cutting myself off from myself. Because it's like the ray of the sun says, oh, I can't deal with, with you. <laughs> if I can, you can't deal with me, you can't deal with yourself, because you come from the sun and I come from the sun. So you have to deal with me. That's a likim. From here, the Alter Rebbe tells us, the Baltanya says, we go to one step, we go yet deeper. And that is... 
not a self-conceptualized reality, but the self before it's conceptualized. He gave the mashal that seichel begins with the oisius only at a later stage. You have an idea, and then it comes into oisius. How do I articulate myself before myself reaches articulation? How do I experience the self in a pre-Isis state of reality? That takes a lot of, lot of meditation, a lot of his bainanus, to be able to allow myself to go to a place where I don't experience myself through Isis. I experience my I in a way that transcends Isis. What self is there? What's left of that self? In other words, when I stop thinking about myself and I tune into the self that's higher than thought and can't be captured by thought, I watch myself thinking about myself and then I watch myself observing (laughs) that I'm thinking about myself and then I watch that and I observe that and I go deeper and deeper and I observe the observer and I take notice that I'm taking notice. (laughs) And, and, and it's very easy to get lost there. It's very easy to get stuck there. It's very easy to get frustrated there. But if, if I go deeper and deeper and deeper, I reach a place where the Elikim is a channel of Yudke Vavke. But it doesn't become a trap because the individual light can go back to the state of pre-Isis and then my eye is not separate anymore. It's not a channel of Isis. It goes back to the Havaya, which is the source of all the oneness. And there, the Metsias of the eye ceases to be separate at all. And he says, because this is the Ava to a place that no thought can grasp, place Machshavat Fisabe. So it's not something that I can grasp with machshava. So when I'm in the world of machshava, when I'm in the world of thoughts, I'm already in the world, which is the energy is differentiated through Isis. But from there, he says, I can't, I can't skip that part, but from there, I can trace it back to a place that's deeper than any form of conceptualizing the self. And that's where the self becomes completely aligned with the divine oneness that pervades all and pervades everything and precedes and transcends and permeates all of existence. Okay, we'll take a little break here. We'll take a little break here. Everybody have a beautiful day. I wish you all a meaningful day. Thursday morning, we'll continue Bezer Hashem the Maimer. I send you my love and blessings for a meaningful and inspiring day. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.